Hello, welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Michael Wynn. I am the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, the division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. And I am joined today by a special guest uh, who is joining me from uh, the, the beautiful city uh, state of Colorado and uh, Lori from CP Solutions. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. No problem. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Michael. Well, so Lori, before we came on air, we were talking a little bit about your business and uh, you know how you kind of accidentally stumbled into uh, this profession, and but obviously have a great passion for uh, you know the last couple of decades and doing the work that you're doing. Uh, shared with me that you've got four kids. Uh, really wanted to stay at home and 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 be able to work from home, but really found a, a niche or one of the deep areas of service that you offer is for doctors and physicians and how marketing can be such a struggle. So I'd love for you to kind of just let's let's lay the groundwork of what we're going to talk about today, which is overcoming HIPAA compliance hurdles in the digital marketing race when it comes to, um, you know, doctors and physicians in the medical space. So what do you think is 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 the challenge for physicians and doctors when they think about marketing their practice? Um, yeah, so Michael, that, that's a great question. When it comes to a doctor marketing their medical practice, first of all, you know, we always say doctors should do what they do best. Everybody should do what they do best. And doctors, they've, they've been through all this training and all this um, preparation to be doctors. They're not supposed to be marketers. So that's the first thing is, is they, they're thrown into a world where they are opening the doors to a business. Um, wanting to be doctors, and what they're facing is now all of a sudden they have all this business management that they have to go through, and marketing is obviously part of growing a business, growing a medical practice. So that is one of the biggest challenges they run into um, because that's not what they've been trained to do. That, that's not where their expertise lays. So then a lot of times they don't know where to start. They don't know what to do first, what to do next. And, of course, there's, oh, I don't know, a couple hundred different digital marketing agencies that will give different advice in different directions um, so that the market's very full of marketing, digital marketing agencies to help medical, medical um, practices, but not necessarily are they out to give the doctors the best business building advice. They're out to give them strictly marketing advice. That's that's really interesting. I I definitely can uh, relate to to that in you know having worked with uh, you know clients who are in this uh, arena and you know in the discovery process you know talk to them about some of their experiences working with other uh, agencies or service providers when it came to uh, digital marketing services. So what, you know, I think that 
you know, obviously the, the medical world is highly competitive, you know, in, in that there, there's not this, you know, endless supply of, of clients uh, and it's, and it's very competitive. What do you think is, is the best way for a medical, uh, um, whether it's a medical clinic, whether it's a, a, a solo physician practice, um, you know, what is a way, first of all, for them to, when, they, when, they're, when they're going to do marketing the right way, what do you think is the very first step they need to make sure they make before they even begin the first ad going out? Yeah, so that's, that's a great question. Um, the very first thing, any medical practice, whether it be a health clinic physical therapist, doctor, hospital, they have to know what their business goal is, right? So if they're looking for a specific amount of growth, say you want 10% growth over the next 10 years, you have, or I'm sorry, 10% growth over the next year, you have to know, okay, I want 10% growth over the next year, but I also have to be able to identify what kind of growth I want there. It's not just enough to say I want to grow 10%, right? It's okay, I want to grow 10%, but I want to see this type of patient because this type of patient is the one that brings in the most profit, but this type of patient is also the one I enjoy treating. This is the, this is the type of patient that my practice is going to be able to help the most. Those, those are three key factors that any physician who is going to start marketing their practice has to be able to answer. They have to be able to say, this is who I want to see. Who is my perfect patient? Yeah, I love that. I, anytime you can can really um, create those, you know, quantitative but then qualitative measurements for what it is you're trying to accomplish, and tie them back to the overall, you know, uh, growth objectives for the business uh, is a smart play. And you know, I think that as marketers. You know, it's our job to, you know, I, I you, you said it before, like, you know, they they went to school, you know, eight, 10 years, 12 years uh, to become an expert, uh, you know, when they when they, you know, go under the knife or, or the drill or, you know, whatever their their instrument of, of providing services. But, you know, they they sometimes they don't know what they don't know in terms of asking you know, how can we measure? Because, you know, I feel like there is, there's definitely a misconception of, you know, hey, we're going to put up an ad and that means that somebody's going to walk through the front door. You know, I, I think that, right. especially in the medical field where, you know, we still have a, a very large group of boomers who are, you know, the, the lead practitioner um, and, and their idea of advertising stems from the Mad Men world of, of linear, you know, TV uh, and, and traditional media print where, you know, you're going to put your advertising creative out there. And the next step is that someone's going to, you know, pick up the phone and call you or they're going to, you know, uh, email you, you know, and make this direct contact. And that's not actually what happens in today's world. What happens is, yes, your ad does one thing, which 
brings me to an awareness that I should consider you for my as my dentist, my doctor, my pediatrician, um, you know, what have you. But then I'm going to go into the next step, which is I'm going to go into my consideration stage. I'm going to do my online research. You know, I'm going to ask my friends on Facebook, you know, and, and I go through that process. And it, they didn't have that in 1970, 80, 90, and even the 2000s. You know, when when someone was going to make a decision, you didn't have this. You didn't have the Internet, you know. And so I, I think right. that, you know, they need to understand that process, which really brings us into the heart of what I think we want to cover today, which is when we are doing digital advertising, the the HIPAA compliance um, and, and sensitivity of the different platforms like Google AdWords, like Facebook and Instagram and, you know, retargeting, whether you're going on ad roll or whether you're on, you know, whatever platform you're on, I, let's, let's dive into, you know, um, you know, the platforms and kind of, you know, uh, the do's and the don'ts and the things to be keenly aware of, um, you know, that, that can, you know, ultimately get your ad kicked out, um, you know, or, or that could, you know, your ad might, you know, perform poorly. So, but let's dive into that. Okay, great. Um, so when it comes to ads in the medical arena, you have to be really careful. Um, you know, you and I were talking, and um, if you state a specific condition, so if you're running an ad and you state a specific condition in that ad, a lot of times Google, Google will not approve the ad, right? They'll turn around and they'll say, we can't approve it. You're talking about a specific um, uh, condition. They want it to be very general, um, they don't want it to advertise, like you can't advertise through an ad to book an appointment, for instance. They don't want you to do that. They can, you can advertise that you have a specific service as long as you're not too specific, right? So you can't talk about, say, um, you know, you can't say on a, you can't, you can't say through an ad, hey, come and see us because you deserve to have, uh, rhinoplasty done, right? If you're a plastic surgeon, you can't, Say that because now, first of all, you use the word you or your, and you're pointing to a patient specifically about a specific condition. So you can say some of the services we offer include blah, 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 but you can't ever identify with a patient in an ad, a medical ad, without Google raising some flags. Now, sometimes you can get, get them through. Um, a lot of times it's all about the verbiage that's used. And, of course, imagery, right? Imagery is a big deal. But ads in medical can be really, really complicated anyway. Um, they don't allow you to do retargeting through medical. Google has a whole bunch of rules and regulations around retargeting with your ads in, in medical. And it's extremely hard to get them through. Um, you can sometimes do it. With there, there's other types of workarounds that you can do with retargeting. Um, a lot of times you have to have very specific landing pages or even a workaround with um, a very specific, um, not, not your main website. You can't use your name, main website. You're going to go off, off your main website. You're going to go to a different type of landing page and work around it that way. So the as far as Google is concerned and your paid advertising through Google or even Facebook, um, LinkedIn, 
you have to be very, very careful in what your ad says, who it's targeting, and whether or not they can turn around and say, hey, you're specifically now trying to target these patients and you're going to track these patients' information through the ad and now Google's not going to approve, approve you. Now, they're not going to say to you, by the way, Google doesn't say, oh, well, this is because it's a HIPAA violation. They do not say that. Not even close. What they will do is they'll turn around and say, wait, we're not going to approve it because it's medical. And if you go to Google's guidelines and you start reading through it, a lot of times it's because you're trying to identify a condition to a specific type of patient. So as a, as a, um, a medical service provider, um, you know, what, what are some of the things I can do that will allow me to make sure that my, my message gets to the right person? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, you need to work with the right people. Don't just work. One of the biggest things to go back to your first question is what are, what are some of the challenges the doctors face? Um, a lot of doctors think, okay, I can hire the freelancer or I can hire my cousin's sister or my, my cousin's best friend, or, you know, do I use a freelancer? Do I use a, uh, do I hire it in house? Do I use an agency? So you have those challenges that the doctors have to work around first before they can even get to the point. They've identified their business goals. Now they have to get to the point of who's actually going to do the work, right? Who's going to, who's going to do this for me? And one of the things that I would always tell doctors when it comes to what can you and can't you say, the first thing is be the expert, be the doctor that you're supposed to be, and then let marketing people who are, whether it's, whether it's somebody you hire in-house or whether it's an agency or a freelancer, make sure they have the expertise to be able to um, help direct those ads correctly. Otherwise, you're just constantly getting shut down. Your ads are just constantly getting shut down. It doesn't make sense to do that. Um, but so, for instance, like what does Google not approve? Google, Google doesn't approve uh, any kind of DHEA products. They don't, pharmaceuticals are a big issue, unapproved substances, any type of um, ad that talks about um, trial type of products, right, or or unapproved FDA products, those are going to get shut down pretty quickly. Experimental medical treatments, there was just a huge update that Google came out with recently about experimental medical treatments and what they will or will not let you um, promote. Um, you can't promote the HIV home test. You can't promote mm -hmm. abortion. You can't promote uh, birth control or addictive services or, I'm sorry, addiction services or addictive pharmaceuticals. So there's a whole, <laughs> a whole lot, list of things that you cannot do. So sometimes when you're sitting down to actually create these, these ad campaigns, you have to, you have to really be able to hone in on who the doctor or the physician or the, the practice wants to be their perfect patient. And then you have to really look through, okay, so if we're targeting um, say, say we're working with a plastic surgeon and we are we're, we're very specifically targeting people for facial um, reconstruction or we're targeting people for um, facelifts, okay? You have to be very, very careful in what you say as you're targeting that. So you're not going to target, say, a facelift 
in that respect, you're not going to say, oh, you know, this doctor is really good at facelifts, or your ad's not going to talk very specifically about facelifts. Instead, your ad's going to talk about wrinkles, right? Your ad's going to talk about things outside of, that contribute to that condition necessarily, but um, that aren't that condition specific, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's, you know, obviously, um, you know, all of these um, protections are, are, you know, um, you know, protecting uh, patient rights. They are, um, you know, trying to uh, make sure that there's not uh, discrimination, um, you know, which is, you know, obviously the foundation of, of all of these things. Um, you know, do you find that you're combining uh, you know, intent-based marketing through Google search, as well as, uh, you know, leveraging display on like Facebook and Instagram uh, ad content. Um, what, what, what are you guys, what, what do you, what do you see working right now? A, a combination of, of all of that, or, or do you see, you know, it's uh, case by case? Um, it can be case by case. There, you know, it's so funny because it, a lot of it depends on the location of the physician. If they're if they're in a very populated area or if they're in a very rural area, who their demographic is. So, for instance, are, is their demographic elderly? Is their demographic um, pediatrics? So you have to. It is very case by case basic. Um, but we do typically le- leverage both. Um, paid advertising on social media as well as paid advertising through the search engines. Um, a lot of times you need to have both. Sometimes it can be trial and error. You know, we, we start here and we go, we always start obviously with search engine advertising because let's face it, that's going to give you your biggest bang for the buck the fastest you can get it. But if we feel like that's not giving us the results we need for our, our doctors, then we will turn around and we will say, okay, so let's take a, a harder look at where this doctor is from a community standpoint, because obviously your social media, you're going to, you're going to dial that down even more so that it's more reflective to their immediate social circle circle. Um, I think that that's probably one of the most underutilized ways of advertising for doctors and for physicians is is looking at their social media, the social media aspect of advertising in healthcare. I think that that's a, it's a huge, huge piece of the, of the pie that hasn't been tapped in to real well. I mean, we have doctors who are now scheduling appointments through Messenger with their patients. So there's chat bots. There's all sorts of different things from a social media consumption standpoint that I think impact um, the direction you take with advertising for a, a medical practice, if that makes sense. I think there's, there's a whole area here that hasn't been completely um, delved into. And some of it is because a lot of times you do start running up against, well, how do we get around this? Or how do we not necessarily get around it, but how do we work with these requirements and these limitations that were put on? Because you can't, you know, like through messenger, you're, you're, the patient's name is there. The patient's information is there. A lot of time, their picture is there. That's you know considered protected protected health information. It's PHI, and HIPAA has an issue with that. So, how do you get around that or get work within that so that the doctors can 
hit their target audience, can hit their perfect patients, and not be in violation of HIPAA. It's, it's hard. Yeah, you know, I think the one thing... Yeah, no, I, you're... You, you are absolutely just nailing it and, and drilling it home when it comes to the challenges. You know, one one thing that comes to my mind that I've, I've seen, it's it's a little bit harder concept, I think, for some um, business owners to grasp is that, you know, in a world where we are, you know, very specific with the kind of content that we consume, um, you know, meaning that my Pandora channel is different than your Pandora channel and your Netflix stream of, of suggested next titles is different than mine based on the kind of content that I'm consuming. And so when we think of it in, in that term, I think that some businesses should really take into consideration the idea of how can we shift away from being the commercial and how can we become the entertainment or the educational programming itself and, and in that, I think there are a lot of ways to escape or not, not, not uh, uh, you know, cheat, but imagine this. If, if you had uh, a series of videos where you had your staff talking with one another, you know, about, you know, things or, or your, your staff was doing activities, working in the community, um, you know, things that aren't specifically related to the patient care, but speak to the kind of people that work in the office, um, that could be a way for you to produce content that has nothing to do with anyone's, you know, HIPAA or privacy. And, and all it has to do is with the character of the business. So I think that might be a creative outside the box thinking of how can we produce content that could be original and interesting that people would, you know, tune into. So I, I think that that is, um, that's a fun exercise. And I bring that up because I had another client that's in a heavy regulated uh, space and, you know, they, they literally had a show about uh, Fridays where they would build um, uh, Lego models and people would tune in just because it's fun. And, you know, what's ironic about that is because it's being broadcast and, and, quote, promoted, if you will, with paid ad placement is it has the logo of the business at the top. So, you know, people are smart enough that, you know, if you get their attention, they'll click on the link and, and figure out, well, who is this? You know, um, so, again, I know that's a really far way outside the box idea, but it is something that we've seen actually work. Um, but it's, it's a little bit of a, an alternative approach to just getting attention, you know? And, uh, so I think that's just kind of a, right. a neat idea to kind of throw out there when you're, if you really get stuck in, in compliance red tape, um, you know, pivot and, and go, go and, and focus on, you know, what you can do. You can talk about the kind of people you hire. You can talk about the credentials and the community work that you're doing. And, and there are a lot of different ways to get attention for the brand and for the business without having to talk about and sell, uh, you know, all of the services. So, 
Well, Lori, thank you so much. And, you, know, I, you know, before we before we wrap up, I want to give you just one minute. If 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 there is a takeaway, if we could help a a, a, a medical clinic or a doctor avoid one major mistake, what 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 advice would you give them? Um, I would. The advice I would give them is don't do it yourself. It's probably the biggest mistake we find um, most physicians do. Um, they try to do everything themselves. Obviously, they're they're starting off or they're entrepreneurs. They're trying to save money. Um, but if they try to do their marketing themselves in any way, shape, or form, what's going to happen is it's going to always end up getting kicked to the back burner. There's always going to be something more critical uh, that they have to address in their area of expertise, whether it be staffing or whether it be um, surgical schedules. There's always going to be something that gets in the way of them doing their own marketing, and then they're not going to do it the right way. So um, I, I would say the biggest takeaway is, is be the doctor and find somebody else to do it for you. Well, that's great advice. Lori, thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, thank you, everyone else, uh, listeners, viewers, uh, on the video and the podcast series. Again, my name is Michael Wynn. I am the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RV Oppenheim Associates. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Lori, have a great day. You too. Thank you. All right. Take care.